Welcome to the Talk of Fame Network. I got a good deal on those boys. The scout said they showed a lot of promise. With your Hall of Fame voters. Don't act like you're not impressed. Ron Borges. You want to punch me right now, but you won't. Rick Oslin. I don't know what we're yelling about! And Clark Judge. What in God's holy name are you blathering about? On SB Nation Radio. How about you, Ron? You recognize it? Yeah, it's what you sound like, uh, what you hear when Mike Tyson punches you in the head. (laughs) (laughs) How about you, Goose? It's not Mike Tyson. There's one down. You recognize it, Goose? You can take a stab at it. Um, It sounds like winter in Dallas. Oh, (laughs) nice. Yeah, well. You know what? Just open your windows, people, and you can hear that. Uh, Here in the Northeast, it can mean only two things. Well, one. April, which is spring break for Ron's son this week, my daughter last week, also Earth Day. I mean, Earth Day for everyone, uh, April 22nd, and uh, that's Saturday. Uh, so, Ron, I'll put you on the spot here. I tried you once. You missed. So, <laughs> how about a second chance here? What are you going to do to make your life greener on Saturday for Earth Day? Uh, uh, knowing my wife, hoeing. <laughs> <laughs> like, ho, ho, hoeing? Oh, I hope <laughs> like, so, because... I want to make sure you don't go in another area there, Ron. I mean, (laughs) Yeah, no, that won't be happening. I'll be hoeing with a W. Oh, okay, there you go. How about you, Gooseman? I'm going to my first baseball game of the season to see a team I once covered, the Kansas City Royals, and some longtime friends of mine still in baseball. Goose, how does that make your life greener? (laughs) Have you ever looked at a major league outfield? (laughs) Pretty green. Good one. Because there's turf. Pretty green you are out true. there. Okay, Goose, I'm going to follow you. I'm, I'm going green all day that day. In fact, I'm going all green. I'm going to New Haven to see the Dartmouth baseball team, also known as the Big Green. They're going to play Yale in a doubleheader. And, Ron, just in case you're wondering, uh, no, you cannot catch that on pay-per-view. Uh, no, they should be paying you to view it, actually. <laughs> Is that hardball well, or softball? That's no, softball. You can no, take so that. That's that's. <laughs> Come on. Very Dartmouth softball. baseball. Dartmouth baseball. They're here to play. Well, here on the Talk of Fame Network, listen, we're going green. We reuse, we repurpose, and we recycle our pro football expertise weekly. That means every week. And today, we're going to use it to complete the seventh part of our seven-part college draft series with a look at Florida State University. Oh, Yes. I don't like that. No. And yeah, that's a big difference from what we heard in the opening audio. But it should tell you what's ahead. We're going to sit down with two of that school's best football players. That'd be Tampa Bay quarterback Jameis Winston and Hall of Fame linebacker Derek Brooks. We'll also hear from Hall of Fame voter Ed Bouchette, the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, on the passing of Steelers owner Dan Rooney, who's also in the Pro Football Hall of Fame and was laid to rest on Tuesday. And Goose... Seems to me like that's a pretty good place to start the show because Dan Rooney was such a giant in the NFL. Uh, you were close to him. You spoke to him often, I know, and uh, often he sought your advice on Pro Football Hall of Fame. So asking you, what, what's Dan Rooney's legacy, and what does the NFL lose, and what does it look like with his passing? I think he was the one voice that was universally respected. You know, I wouldn't call him the conscience of the league, but I would call him the voice of reason. Because he may have been the one owner who put the best interest of the league above the best interest of his own franchise. 
you know, he was of the belief that if the league flourishes, we all flourish. And he's also the guy that drove home the Rooney rule that promoted minority hirings. Then when he had the chance to hire a head coach, he practiced what he preached and hired a minority in Mike Tomlin. Goose, is there a conscience of the league now? I'm not sure that there is. Okay. All right. Well, I, I agree with you. I Maybe mean, Ron. Exactly. <laughs> the outspoken conscience of the league. The outspoken <laughs> conscience. Well, I always looked at uh, Dan, not Ron, Dan Rooney is one of the links to the past when owners, it seemed like they cared more about the you game. You leered occasionally in my direction. <laughs> well, occasionally. Rarely. <laughs> but uh, when, when owners seem to like, they seem to care more about the game than they did their wallets, which is a long way away. But uh, another way of saying I looked at him as a voice of reason and perspective. Uh, someone a commissioner could turn to for advice, as you, you mentioned, uh, Goose. So, Ron, who fills that void now? Uh, well, I, you know, I don't want to get apocalyptic here, but frankly, I don't think there's anybody. He was the last link, really, to right. the birth of the modern NFL. He was born the year before his dad bought the Steelers, so... Uh, when he said he spent his life in pro football, he wasn't kidding. He really did spend his whole life in pro football. Uh, he saw it grow uh, like really no one left around the game and understood its traditions, I think, better than anybody else and respected them more than anybody else. And I think uh, he also understood that it is a grave danger when every decision you make is, is driven by economics. And I don't think there's any voice left really with authority to raise that issue anymore. And I think that's a danger to the game. Well, if we're talking economics, you know, maybe it's Jerry Jones. You know, with the passing of Dan Rooney, Jones is the only owner now in the Pro Football Hall of Fame that gives him street cred that the other three thirty-one owners lack. Ron, let me ask you this. Had yep. there not been a fissure between Robert Kraft and Roger Goodell, could Kraft have been that guy? Uh, yeah, I think maybe to, to a great extent. I think he's still a little too much uh, on the market-driven side of things when you compare him to Rooney, but I think so. Uh, to to some extent, I, I think that's passed now, for both guys actually. But but I but I do think that something's been lost with the passing of Dan Rooney and Ralph mm -hmm. Wilson and uh, and even Art Modell that you, and Al Davis in a different Wellington way. Mara. Uh, Wellington Mara. You know, you're just not going to get it back because right. uh, they they viewed it differently. Uh, some would say they could. Some would say they could afford to view it differently because they you know, when they took over their teams, it didn't carry with it any near the cost of of a Kraft or Snyder or one of these people ha have had to pay. But uh, I just think that that part of it is gone, that part that said football first and business second. Goose, when I would go to league meetings, I, I would always seek sort of out, I'd look out for two people. One would be Dan Rooney uh, in terms of just getting a voice of reason. But the other would be John Mara of the Giants, obviously Wellington's son. John Mara's still around. Would he be one of those guys? I mean, it seems to me he's you know, he comes from that – family uh, that goes back to uh, the 30s and the 40s uh, of, of ownership, would he be one of those guys or no? Well, you could still turn to the Roonies. You know, Dan's son, Art, right. now running the Steelers. You know, Wellington's son, John, runs now runs the Giants. If you're looking for that next wave, right? those two guys would be candidates because they, they bought in, their families bought in when, when the game was a sport and not a business. Yeah, right. Okay, Goose. Um, I know that uh, along those lines, you seldom find pro football owners who are ambassadors, though I know Woody Johnson of the Jets is, is now one, I think, for the United Kingdom, uh, or owners who have a former president, in this case, former President Obama, who attend their funerals. But Dan only had both. seems to me that speaks to the respect he had outside the game. Don't you think? Yeah, you know, his presence on the campaign trail helped deliver the state of Pennsylvania to Obama twice. So chalk up the ambassadorship as a political favor. One embraced by Ireland, by the way. That's where Rooney has his roots. 
There's been only one NFL game played on Irish soil in all the Steelers in 1997, a preseason game with the Bears. You know, clearly Dan Rooney was more than just an owner of an NFL team. He was a powerful presence in sports and in life. Yeah, I think I think that's right, and I, I think it's funny that you know he's someone that I think all of us called <coughs> Mr. Rooney, even when he insisted you call him Dan. He just didn't seem like Dan, you know. Uh, Jerry seems there. Jerry definitely seems like Jerry, but uh, Mr. Rooney <laughs> seemed to, to fit, you know. <laughs> if not Jer, uh, but uh, <laughs> you, you know, with the exception of his position on Paul Tagliabue's right to enter the Hall of Fame. Uh, I always found Dan, uh, Mr. Rooney, as one of the most reasonable uh, people uh, in the league and, frankly, uh, one of the least affected by the trappings of, right. of owning an NFL team these days. Uh, I, I think you guys mentioned the sort of third wave, third generation of the Barrows and the Rooneys. I wouldn't be so, so, so convinced that they will carry on the tradition. I just think that uh, you get three generations deep in a lot of these kind of legacy families in anything, and usually the nutty grandson pops up or something. You know, they start to say, what the hell are they thinking? And, I, and I, I, that would be my concern. I think we're starting to uh, lose something that can't be replaced. Funny, Ron. I, I always try to call you Ron, and you insist on me calling you Mr. Borges. You know, like <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, yeah. I do. And rightfully hey, Goose, so. Quick now. Um, what impact does his passing have on the Steelers or on the NFL? Well, Dan had become less and less active over the years, so I don't know how it'll impact the Steelers. His son is running the team. He's going to run it the way Dan ran it, the way that uh, Art ran it before him. Uh, and League-wise, like I said, I, I think he was taking a step back. He wasn't as active as he was. And I think it's business as usual. It's not in a direction that I think any of us are really fond of. Well, we're going to continue this conversation about Dan Rooney when we return and sit down with Hall of Fame voter Ed Bouchette of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. And Ed knows plenty about Dan Rooney. He's next, right after this. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper and get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. To see how it works, just go to grasshopper.com. This is Kevin Mawai, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. As spring brings new color to the world, why not bring new color to your walls? Ask Sherwin-Williams during the four-day super sale and save 40% off paints and stains April 21st through the 24th. With such great deals, you can give your whole home a color makeover. Your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams paint store is right around the corner. Find it at sherwinwilliams.com save. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Here's a little ditty about that John Deere mower deck that mows faster, better. It's not how fast you mow, my friends, it's how well you mow fast. If you just mow fast but your yard looks bad, then you got a lot of ugly grass. You need a John Deere to take care of your yard. You need a Z-Track Z345 home. It's not how fast you mow, my friends, it's how well you mow fast. The XL deck's got more capacity for yards like yours that get to grassity. Want to mow well in the higher gear? See a John Deere dealer, nothing runs like a deer. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're like me, you probably rely on your phone to get things done. So I know you'll want to hear about Cabbage's mobile app. Cabbage has created a simple way for business owners to get funding from their phones. Download the mobile app and you can complete the application in minutes and access funds anytime. 
Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses. Download the Cabbage app today or call 888-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K, K-A-B-B-A-G-E. A good night's sleep starts with the right pillow. That's where my pillow comes in. And now for a limited time, just go to mypillow.com, click the radio listener special tab, and use promo code SKY to get two premium king or queen pillows and two additional go anywhere travel pillows, all for 50% off and free shipping. That's mypillow.com, promo code SKY, or call 1 800 635 1825. 1 800 635 1825. Geico presents a voicemail from your friend Bicycle. Uh, <laughs> hello, it's, it's, it's your bike here. So about last night, sorry, I kind of just ran off with that bike thief. I just want you to know it's not anything you did. And, and I'm not trying to make excuses here, but I do have wheels. They roll. Anyway, hope you're insured. I'll see your stolen grill says hey. When your stuff runs off, it doesn't pay you back. Luckily, the GEICO Insurance Agency makes getting coverage a snap. Visit GEICO.com to see how affordable renter's insurance can be. Hi, Tom Bodette. Apparently, the hip thing for businesses to do these days is target millennials. So it may sound sus coming from this baby boomer, but Motel 6 is a V-great place for your squad to stay woke or asleep. The updated rooms are hashtag blessed with contemporary floors, bedding, and flat-screen TVs that are totally on fleek. Plus, their prices are always low AF. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll keep it lit for you. Book online at motel6.com. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. And you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Well, we spent most of our last segment talking about Dan Mooney and our next guest, knows more about Dan Rooney than most. He's Hall of Fame voter Ed Bouchette, who covers the Steelers for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, and who was as close to the Steelers Hall of Fame owner as any media member. And, Eddie, first of all, nice to have you back. Oh, thanks for having me on again, fellas. Um, I assume you attended Dan's funeral Tuesday, correct? Oh, yes. I went to the private viewing Saturday and was at the funeral. Can you tell us something about it? It was was in this just gorgeous cathedral in um the oakland section of pittsburgh which is where the university of pittsburgh is located and uh, this is such a beautiful cathedral that people i think two years ahead of time try and get their get married there that's how nice a place this is just uh, as good as you've ever seen it belongs probably in rome um and it was as dan's life has been you know, as he carried his life, let's say. It was a simple affair. If you could say a simple affair was co-celebrated by the Bishop of Pittsburgh, uh, a cardinal, and three other priests. Um, the church was is a big church. It was packed. Uh, both living commissioners, Taglebu and Goodell, were there. President Obama was there. All kinds of NFL owners. Hall of Fame players from other teams. Coaches. We're there, Mike McCarthy, who's a Pittsburgh native, uh, Marvin Lewis, who's a Pittsburgh native, uh, were there, Mike Malarkey, who played and coached for the Steelers, Dick LeBeau. I mean, they're just, it's one of those things, there are too many to mention. I would hate to leave any out. Ed, I know how close you were with uh, Mr. Rooney. I've seen the interaction between you two. 
What were you Jerry Jones, by the way, Goose. Yeah, Jerry Jones, that. by the way, was there. Yes. What, what do I remember miss, most about him? What will you miss most about him? Talking to him. We we talked often. He would come down to the press room and look for me. He came to before every game. He had a routine before every game. He would come and look for me, and we'd talk. It wasn't always football. It was about all kinds of things. He always asked me about my family, um, but we just. We had one of those easygoing relationships that um, it would be like a, a, a you know a big uncle maybe that I had with him. Um, it was so easy going, you know. A lot of people called him Mr. Rooney. I always just always called him Dan, uh, and that's not a lack of respect. It's just how I knew him, Goose. <laughs> what uh, and what will the Steelers miss most? About Dan Rooney. Well, you know, he passed uh, along the running of the team to his son, Art. And he, Art has done a nice job of running it for these years, and especially, you know, when Dan was in Ireland as ambassador. Um, and I'm sure Art's going to continue in that vein. But just having Dan around all the time, he's one of those people you never thought was going to die, by the way, you know. Uh, he just his presence was there all the time. It's just I remember when his dad died. I think people felt the same way. You know, his dad was there all the time. It's just it's it's another thing you're missing. Um, I'm not gonna say it's like your father dying because it's not, but it, it's just uh, it's taking away someone who you just always knew was there. You could talk to who did the right things. Um, and, you know, you could always bounce stuff off of. I, I went to him once. I was getting frustrated that Damani Dawson wasn't getting in the Hall of Fame. Um, he went a number of years, and I just felt strongly that he really belonged. And so I thought maybe I wasn't doing the job. And I went to Dan, and I said, look, I think I'm going to get out of this. Let somebody else go in, a fresh voice. He went nonsense. He just said, keep at it. <sighs> So I thought about it, and I said, okay, I will. And, and you know, I, I'm still doing it. So I, 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 you know, shook that off and listened to him. And I, I can tell you I will, as I go forward, I will, you know, think of him a lot and what he might want, what he might think, what he, you know, just in everyday life stuff. Sure. What do you think uh, – uh... Mr. Rooney would say, I, I found it interesting as you were, talked about the uh, the funeral at, uh, and that he, he ended up in the Oakland session of Pittsburgh because uh, when he gets where he's going, is the, if there's any chance, it would be a slim one, but if there's any chance Al Davis is there waiting for him, he's going to say to him, of course you ended up in Oakland. Uh, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> sort of great irony. What do, you th- do you think he would sort of laugh about that? I mean, it's just kind of weirdly oh, interesting to me. he definitely would. <laughs> yeah, he he would. You know, he and Al battled for long, long times, and then I think became more friendly as the as they got older. Um, and I'm sure now would uh, would probably call it a dear friend. Some people might laugh at that, but um, that's how Dan was. He's he's had his um, he's had his battles with others, and uh, has come around to like them. And I think one of them. Goose is Jerry Jones. You know, when yep. Jerry came into the league, he shook things up, and I think they butted heads on a lot of things because Dan thought, uh, you know, he was after nothing but the buck. But I think I know Dan came around and, and, and enjoyed Jerry. 
We're speaking with Hall of Fame voter Ed Bouchette with the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at talkoffamenet. And Ed, uh, Dan Rooney, of course, was the voice of reason and or sanity among NFL owners, as we know, and, and honestly was someone that commissioners, three commissioners that I know of, Roselle, um, Tagliabue, and, and Goodell relied on. So who fills that role now? Well, it's like his father before him, um, you know, Dan actually grew into that role. I mean, Dan was completely different from his father. You know, he took charge of the team and turned it into a success, something his father could, could never do. Uh, got more serious about that side of it. Um, but when his but his father was a presence, and like I was mentioning before, and, and Dan grew into that. Uh, Dan, Dan at one point was, was not as outgoing um, as his father, but he became that way. And so... I think we might see his son um, become even more and more like that, um, more at ease. Um, and he, I've seen him grow into that to become, you know, the, he's really a sharp guy. And uh, um, he, uh, he, he is, there's many, much of his father in him. And then his son after him, Dan Rooney, who was a backup quarterback at Dartmouth, like his, right. you know, played the position like his father and his grandfather. Uh, it's kind of being groomed for the next in line. Ed, how, how will the Steelers honor his memory this season? Well, that's a good question. You know, the, what they did uh, with his father, they simply put um, uh, Arthur J. Rooney on a patch, AJR, his initials. And I so I would think there would be something like that. Um and I, I'm not sure going forward what what they do have a lot of time to think about it with with the chief uh, who was the nickname of Art Rooney. He died in August uh, during the preseason, so there wasn't a lot you know that the time to plan. But this, now they do have some time to plan. But I can guarantee you it won't be some big showy production because uh, if Art did that, I think Dan would come back and smack him <laughs> upside the head. <laughs> Ed, thanks so much for the time. We're not going to smack you upside the head. We've got to go. But thanks so much for the time. All right, fellas. Thanks for inviting me. Thanks, Ed. Thanks, Ed. Thanks, Ed. That was Hall of Fame voter Ed Bouchette of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Up next is Tampa Bay quarterback and former Florida State star, Jameis Winston. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Hi, Tom Bodette, trying to align my chakras around this hot yoga thing. Yep, they finally found a way to make working out even more uncomfortable. Well, at least with Motel 6, you've got one less thing to sweat. They've got clean, comfortable, and now completely updated rooms at a great low price. So the only thing you're stretching is your dollar. Sounds like my kind of place to namaste. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light and the AC on for you. Book online at motel6.com. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're like me, you probably rely on your phone to get things done. So I know you'll want to hear about Cabbage's mobile app. Cabbage has created a simple way for business owners to get funding from their phones. Download the mobile app and you can complete the application in minutes and access funds anytime. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses. Download the Cabbage app today or call 888-CABBAGE. That's Cabbage with a K, K-A-B-B-A-G-E. As spring brings new color to the world, why not bring new color to your walls? Ask Sherwin-Williams during the four-day super sale and save 40% off paints and stains April 21st through the 24th. 
With such great deals, you can give your whole home a color makeover. Your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams paint store is right around the corner. Find it at SherwinWilliams.com slash save. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Geico presents a voicemail from your friend, Washing Machine. Hi, it's Washing Machine. It's about, oh, 7 o'clock on Wednesday. So, good news, bad news. First, I found your lost sock. Exciting! Also, I might have maybe flooded the whole basement. It's going to be pretty expensive. But hey, at least you got that sock. Your washing machine won't pay for water damage. Luckily, one call to the GEICO Insurance Agency makes it easy to switch and save on homeowner's insurance. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. You play to win the game. Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. And you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Well, our first guest certainly played to win the game. Jameis Winston is one of those rare college quarterbacks who left two years of eligibility on the table to turn pro. But let's be honest, what was left for him to accomplish at Florida State? I mean, he won a Heisman Trophy, took his school to a national championship, and had a 26-1 record in college before turning pro and becoming the first overall pick of the 2015 NFL Draft by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. As we conclude our college draft series this week, we've invited Jameis to visit with us today about his college career at FSU. And fortunately for us and for you, he agreed. Jameis, thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. Jameis, how does a kid from Alabama slip through the Crimson Tide net and wind up at Florida State? Uh, I just think I wanted to be different. Tuscaloosa was uh, about 35 minutes right down the road from me. And, uh, and Auburn already had Cam Newton. So uh, why not go and join Jimbo Fisher at Florida State? Funny, of course, you mentioned uh, uh, Cam Newton, Jameis. How much satisfaction was there for you in defeating an Alabama school, Auburn, uh, to win that national championship in, in 2013 and what was really a marvelous performance? Uh, it, was, uh, it was a blessing, just the adversity that we – that we encountered in that game and to come back and, and win, especially against the Alabama school. You know, uh, I wish I wish I could have played against that other Alabama school. I think it would have <laughs> probably meant more. But uh, you know, Auburn had a had a great team, uh, and that was a that was a amazing Iron Bowl they had there. So uh, at the end of the day, uh, Alabama team was was beat by Alabama boy. <laughs> Well, we're speaking with Tampa Bay quarterback and former FSU star Jameis Winston on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us on the web at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at, at TalkOfFameNet. And Jameis, uh, n- not only did you quarterback an unbeaten team, as I mentioned, and win a national championship in 2013, but you also became the youngest player and first teenager ever to win the Heisman Trophy, and you did that at the age of 19. College football isn't supposed to be that easy, so how did you do it? Well, uh, I... We had a great defense, <laughs> and that defense uh, got got us the ball a lot, you know, led by our middle linebacker, Telvin Smith. But, uh, you know, Coach, Coach Jimbo just, he, he trusted he trusted me. He gave me the keys, and uh, we recruited some great weapons. I mean, you, you think about your running back being Devontae Freeman, one of your main targets being Kelvin Benjamin, having a great tight end, and Nick O'Leary and Rashad Green on the other side. All five of my linemen actually got drafted. So, you know, we had some talent, 
and uh, all I did was have to stand in the pocket and complete some football. <laughs> you did a little more than that. Sounds pretty easy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just named a few. I, I hold starting 22 is in the NFL right now. So, Jameis, you became the third quarterback to win the Heisman at Florida State following in the footsteps of Charlie Ward and Chris Winkie. Ward, of course, opted to play in the NBA when the NFL would not take him seriously enough to use a first-round draft pick on him as a quarterback. I saw Charlie Ward play. I always thought he was Russell Wilson before Russell Wilson. Do you know Ward? Have you met Ward? And do you consider him a trailblazer for African-American quarterbacks? Absolutely. Uh, He was actually one of my many mentors while I was down uh, playing at Florida State, and I still uh, talk to him. Uh, he, he was a he was a great role model for me, and uh, just being able to see his highlights and and uh, kind of feel in his shoes, you know, uh, with winning a, a Heisman, being an African American quarterback, was important to me. You know, obviously he could have did both, uh, but you know he he chose basketball. He chose uh, a sport that he he was really good in. I know that uh, he would have been great at football as well, but he chose his passion and uh, he has a great life. Before you enrolled at Florida State, you were drafted also in uh, in baseball as a switch hitting outfielder by the by Kansas City and the Royals. Uh, by the way, also drafted John Elway and Dan Marino a few decades ago, so they were stockpiling quarterbacks. I guess how strongly did you consider baseball and the offer that the Royals made? Because a lot of people would say it's a much safer uh, endeavor and the career's a lot longer and the money's guaranteed. Did you? How seriously did you think about baseball? Well, I was really serious about baseball. As a matter of fact, my my agency is a baseball agency. They really, they really thought I was going to be a baseball player, uh, but this football thing ended up working out for me. Uh, it was a dream of mine to be an NFL quarterback and uh, be a pro baseball player. But the way time has has changed, uh, that isn't really allowed anymore. Being from Bessemer, Alabama, seeing Bo Jackson, hearing that name ring around a lot. Uh, that was that was a dream of mine. So you never know, you know, uh, football. You know what the the lifespan of this sport is is not really guaranteed. So baseball might might be there one day. Wait a minute, my baseball might be there one day. You might be in the next Deion Sanders playing both sports, so you might go <laughs> over to baseball. No, I, I I was thinking like being a, a 50-year-old baseball player. <laughs> you can, you can kind of like Ron it. used to be 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah, 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 thank you very much. Yeah, you hey, um, I want to ask you one question, James. Going back to the Charlie Ward question, you know, Goose said he thought he was Russell Wilson before Russell Wilson. From what you know of, of Charlie Ward, how do you think he would have translated in today's game? I mean, how successful do you think he would have been? Goose thinks he would have been Russell Wilson. How about you? You know, Charlie Ward, the thing about his game, he was so poised, and you know, and, and that's and that's something that you don't see in a lot of quarterbacks. Uh, a lot of young quarterbacks transitioning into the into the league now is just that the ability to be poised. So I know he would have tra- his transition today would, would would have been he would have been very successful. The way that he moved in the pocket, you know, people people remember him for for his speed, but he had more fabulous throws. You know, the guy could really spin it. He could really sit in a pocket. And uh, just like Russell Wilson does today, uh, he, he runs when he wants to. You know, uh, he, he isn't a run, for, run first quarterback. Uh, he, he tries to pick you apart. And then if he has to pull the ball down, he, he runs. So the thing that I really admire about uh, Mr. Ward is, is how poor he is. And if, 
if you if you're a quarterback and you're cool, calm, and collective, uh, you can make a lot of things happen in the NFL. Now, James, the one thing I believe the college game has over the pro game is the rivalries. You you can't beat the atmosphere in Tallahassee when Florida or Miami come to town. As a player, did you find yourself dialing it up a notch when the Gators or Hurricanes visited? Uh, I really didn't. When I first when I first got to Florida State, people always talked about that rivalry: Florida State versus Florida, Florida State versus Miami. But being from Alabama, I was like, the biggest rivalry in the world is Alabama versus Auburn. So I didn't really understand it. But as I kept playing, I just I, I found that I really didn't like that team that was orange and blue. I, I, I really didn't like them at all. Uh, Miami, I could, you know, Miami wasn't in their prime uh, when we were playing. I think the, the first year we played, they they, they actually started off 7-0 uh, my first year that I played them. But Florida, that was a team that that everyone really, really wanted to beat. So uh, I feel, I feel uh, <laughs> that I really didn't like them. I just wanted to beat them real bad. And actually, I had a lot of adversity against Florida my second year, so that made me didn't like them even worse. I threw three picks in the first quarter, so I was like, oh, my goodness, I really don't like this team. How, uh, uh, obviously, you came in the NFL and had, relatively speaking at least, you know, in, I won't say instant success, but very quick success. How did, how did Florida State playing there prepare you for playing in the National Football League? Well, like I said, uh, one of my decisions to go to Florida State was because of Coach, Coach Jimbo Fisher. You know, uh, I, I really love him, and I am very grateful that I was able to to go to Florida State and get coached by him because he, he, he like I say, he gives you the keys. He, he allows you to run that offense, and the offense that we run at Florida State is a post-style offense. And, uh, and, he, and he put me in a lot of situations that I see myself in today. So I was blessed to have him. Uh, he, he he really means a lot to me and my family. He was like a father to me, and uh, the way he coached me, the way that he rolled me, and uh, really what he expected from me uh, really held me accountable uh, for everything that I did because I was running his offense. I mean, he ran this offense when he was in, in college, <laughs> playing for Terry Bounds or, or Coach Bounds at, at Stanford. So he really, he really put it on me, and I respect him for that. Hey, Jameis, we got to go, but thanks for the time and best of luck with the coming season. All right, thank you so much. That was Tampa Bay quarterback Jameis Winston. Up next, why a wide receiver you may not remember deserves a whole lot more from Hall of Fame voters. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Hi, Tom Bodette. According to the dad bod craze, the lumpy, less than chiseled look is now totally in. So you could say I'm in the best shape of my life, and so is Motel 6. They've updated their properties nationwide with contemporary everything, still for the same low price you've come to expect. So your wallet can feel a little pleasantly plump, too. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're like me, you probably rely on your phone to get things done. So I know you'll want to hear about Cabbage's mobile app. Cabbage has created a simple way for business owners to get funding from their phones. Download the mobile app and you can complete the application in minutes and access funds anytime. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses. Download the Cabbage app today or call 888-CABBAGE. That's Cabbage with a K, K K-A-B-B-A-G-E. 
A good night's sleep starts with the right pillow. That's where MyPillow comes in, and now for a limited time, just go to MyPillow.com, click the Radio Listener Special tab, and use promo code SKY to get two premium king or queen pillows and two additional go-anywhere travel pillows, all for 50% off and free shipping. That's MyPillow.com, promo code SKY, or call 1-800-635-1825. 1-800-635-1825. GEICO presents a voicemail from your friend Bicycle. Uh, <laughs> hello, it's, it's, it's your bike here. So about last night, sorry, I kind of just ran off with that bike thief. I just want you to know it's not anything you did. And, and I'm not trying to make excuses here, but I do have wheels. They roll. Anyway, hope you're insured. I'll see your stolen grill says, hey. When your stuff runs off, it doesn't pay you back. Luckily, the GEICO Insurance Agency makes getting coverage a snap. Visit GEICO.com to see how affordable renter's insurance can be. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. Ron Borges. Yes, sir. You know what it means when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 50% or more in car insurance? It means you could be a wealthy man 15 minutes ago if you made a phone call. I'd Smart say. man. Listen to Ron. It means you should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. So go. We lost another friend and a good personnel man last week, guys, uh, with the death of Tom Modrak. His passing sort of flew under the radar. But to be honest with you, I, I thought he was one of the best as well as one of the most cooperative talent scouts who's for the past 20 years. Yeah, Tom was part of the Steelers scouting machine in the 70s, 80s, and 90s that produced some of the finest teams and talent the NFL's ever seen. So the Steelers based their success on the draft, and Tom Modrek knew what a player looked like. And he later served as personal director of both the Eagles and Bills before returning to Blesto to run that scouting combine. You know, he showed the NFL you can be both a success and a really good guy, a yeah. rare combination. That is a rare combination, NFL. Goose. I'm with you. I I always look forward to seeing Tom and hearing what he had to say about a player. Um, I, I could be honest with you, I'm really, really going to miss him. That's Tom Modrak, who's gone too soon at the age of 74. One guy I'm sure Tom would have loved is a wide receiver I read about this week on our website, talkofamenetwork.com, and that's Harold Jackson. I know Ron would remember him from the New England Patriots. Ron, uh, remember Harold Jackson? Oh, sure. I mean, one word comes to mind when I think of Harold, and that's explosion. When he came to the Patriots in 1979, uh, they got him in a trade with the Rams. Uh, they teamed him with Stanley Morgan. Uh, and they each got over 1,000 yards receiving, and Harold Jackson averaged 22.5 yards a catch. He was beaten by only one man in the league, Stanley Morgan, averaging 22.8 <laughs> yards a catch. Defensive backs came into the stadium with their eyes covered, just praying to God. That, 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 it was unbelievable to watch those two guys. Well, one word I associate with him, Ron, is overlooked. I mean, I wrote about him in regards to the Hall of Fame this week because I really don't understand why he, he's never been discussed. I mean, worse, I can't understand why he's not an all-decade choice. But he's not, <laughs> despite having more catches for more yards and more touchdowns than any receiver in the 1970s. Pretty good, huh? Well, apparently, it's not good enough. And that makes no sense, as I said. He's not a all-decade choice in the 1970s. That makes no sense. And when he retired, which was over 30 years ago, he had more yards receiving than anyone in the NFL, anyone outside of Don Maynard, who's also a Hall of Famer. Harold was a five-time Pro Bowler, which is three times more than Hall of Famer Lynn Swan, who we had on last week. And Harold led the league once in receiving, once in touchdown catches, and twice in yardage. Yet, he's not even an all-decade choice? Come on. Goose. Somebody screwed the pooch here. With Harold <laughs> Jackson, the one getting shafted. He's the one who got shafted. But he's not alone. Goose, you know this. I mean, all I hear today is how Terrell Owens deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. But I never hear about guys like all-decade first-teamer Drew Pearson. 
or Charlie Hennigan or Max Beatty, Sterling Sharp, Billy Howden, Cliff Brand, Stanley Morgan, you name it, or Harold Jackson. It's time we start paying attention to them because they deserve nothing less. Clark, how much do you think it hurt Jackson that he played for three teams during the height of his career, spending almost equal time with Eagles, Rams, and Patriots? Well, I mean, you tell me. You, you always talk about championships and, and titles and Super Bowls and rings being important, and, and they are in terms of guys getting to the Hall of Fame, especially the quarterbacks and coaches. But, yeah, I think it hurt him, except from 74 through 76, he was on three Rams teams that went to three straight conference championship games. They lost all three. But, yeah, I think it probably does hurt him. Uh, especially at that position because wide receiver was not a featured position in the 70s, more running backs that we were putting in. But, yeah, I think the, the, the long and short of it, Goose, is it does hurt him. Well, that is the two-minute warning. It means we're approaching the end of our first hour. So, Ron, you got this week's two-minute drill. Let's get going. Here we go. Titans defensive tackle Jarrell Casey says maybe he can't trust running back Derrick Henry because he missed the team's first voluntary workouts. Does he know what voluntary means? Voluntary means if I'm here, you better be here too. No, he doesn't, Ron, but can you blame him? He works for United. To continue in this vein, can Derrick Henry trust someone who thinks she can miss a voluntary workout? The last guy Derrick Henry could trust was Nick Saban. Not unless that someone is Mike Malarkey. Jarvis Landry says the Dolphins will sweep the Patriots in 2017. Truth or consequences? It all depends if the Patriots trade Brady to the Dolphins this offseason. <laughs> Jarvis just got placed on the DL, as in delusional list. American Airlines has suspended charter service for six NFL teams. Delta is threatening the same, both claiming lack of equipment. Are NFL teams about to learn what the TSA experience really is? Have you ever seen 75 people on the wait list for first class before? <laughs> no, they aren't, Ron. Not unless the TSA experience stands for Tom Stands Almighty. Considering this possibility, what would United do? In an overbooked situation, reaccommodate the rookies. Not try to drag 300-pound players off the next plane. The Referees Association doesn't want its members enforcing celebration penalties because they're too arbitrary. Isn't pass interference arbitrary? That's right. Keep the penalties on defensive players and get rid of those that punish offensive guys. No, because officials have no idea what pass interference is. Do you guys really want to own a really stinky, game-worn <laughs> Eli Manning helmet and jersey? There are only two I can think of worth having. Not unless I can get this really stinky, game-worn helmet and jersey from Tom Brady off. Dak Prescott said Tony Romo left big shoes to, feel, uh, to fill. Is he referring to his feet or his feats? Big shoes in September, not in January. He's referring to his D-feats. Head of officials Dean Blandino left the NFL for Fox TV. Was he pushed or was it a money grab? Money grab. It's easier to criticize than be criticized. Common sense. Now he gets to rip the bad calls. He couldn't. Should instant replay calls be in the hands of game officials or league officials in New York? Put it to a fan boat like who wants to be a millionaire? Every fan in the stand gets a button? Let the refs use a lifeline for a vote. <laughs> Good idea. It should be a matter of national security. Does anyone even care who makes the call? Only the guy installing all the buttons. Yes, they do. The team on the wrong end of it. Will my man beast mode go league mode in 2017? I'll go see least mode. More like beast bust. 
That's the end of our first hour, but stay where you are. We'll return in the second half with Hall of Fame linebacker Derek Brooks and more on Florida State as our college draft series continues. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Hi, Tom Bodet. Apparently, the hip thing for businesses to do these days is target millennials. So it may sound sus coming from this baby boomer, but Motel 6 is a V-great place for your squad to stay woke or asleep. The updated rooms are hashtag blessed with contemporary floors, bedding, and flat-screen TVs that are totally on fleek. Plus, their prices are always low AF. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll keep it lit for you. Book online at motel6.com. Geico presents a voicemail from your friend, Washing Machine. Hi, it's Washing Machine. It's about, oh, 7 o'clock on Wednesday. So, good news, bad news. First, I found your lost sock. Exciting. Also, I might have maybe flooded the whole basement. It's going to be pretty expensive. But hey, at least you got that sock. Your washing machine won't pay for water damage. Luckily, one call to the GEICO Insurance Agency makes it easy to switch and save on homeowner's insurance. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're like me, you probably rely on your phone to get things done. So I know you'll want to hear about Cabbage's mobile app. Cabbage has created a simple way for business owners to get funding from their phones. Download the mobile app and you can complete the application in minutes and access funds anytime. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses. Download the Cabbage app today or call 888-CABBAGE. That's Cabbage with a K, K-A-B-B-A-G-E. Here's a little ditty about that John Deere mower deck that mows faster, better. Not how fast you mow, my friends, it's how well you mow fast. If you just mow fast, but your yard looks bad, then you got a lot of ugly grass. You need a John Deere to take care of your yard. You need a Z-Track Z345 home. It's not how fast you mow, my friends, it's how well you mow fast. The XL deck's got more capacity for yards like yours that get to grassity. Want to mow well in a higher gear? See a John Deere dealer, nothing runs like a deer. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. What the hell are we waiting on? Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges. Do you want it or not? Rick Gosselin. Do you understand there's a price to pay? And Clark Judge. Can we have fun? You're damn right. I demand that we have fun. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. You know what? Probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Well, welcome back to hour number two of the Talk of Fame Network. We're going to continue our look at Florida State University in this hour. Profiling the school's grand and rich football history and sitting down with one of its historic linebackers, and that would be Hall of Famer Derek Brooks. But before we do, guys, let me ask you about uh, a couple of personalities in the news this week. First up, beast mode or league yes. mode, Marshawn yes. Lynch. And and. Goose, what does a 30-year-old running back who took the past year off have to offer? What he offers is heartbreak. He's 30, and like you said, he's late out of year. He's going to want to be paid what he thinks a franchise running back is worth, but he's not that anymore. Backs don't get better when they get into their 30s, and he wasn't exactly a franchise back when he was 28, lasting only seven games the Seahawks, rushing for 417 yards, average of 3 a carry, three touchdowns. In my eyes, it's buyer beware. Well, you know, Goose got a good point as always, uh, but I think you can't really be sure of anything, which is the problem with a guy like this in this kind of situation. Uh, you know, you don't even know if he wants to play again or not, or does he just want to get paid? Uh, you know, which oh is not the same thing. He wants uh, to go home to Oakland. <laughs> we've all worked with guys who wanted to get paid but didn't want to work. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, you know, and he certainly didn't seem to want to do much of anything in his final year in Seattle. Uh, you know, maybe a year has helped him physically, certainly heal up, and also mentally. Uh, personally, I do think that the decision not to give him the damn ball, as somebody once said, uh, on the goal line in the Super Bowl really affected him maybe more than people in Seattle and, and uh, uh, you, know, you mean Jimmy mentally? Crick. Yeah, I do. I, I think Jiminy Cricket up there, the coach. Uh, you know, <laughs> yep, yep, we'll forget about what we're going. You know, well, not everybody's like that. Uh, and I think that was a hard one for Marshawn Lynch, and I think he lost a little faith in the system. So, Goose, what happens here? I mean, how's this thing going to play itself out? Well, I think uh, he'll probably sign with the Raiders for less than what he expects. You know, I'm guessing life wasn't much fun for Lynch without football in 2016. He'll find a way to get back in uniform in 2017 at whatever the cost. Well, you know, I mean, the Raiders, uh, you know, they, they thought they had a deal last week with them. The people yeah. that I talked to out there, you know, it looked like it. And whether the problem is is working it out with Seattle or the problem right. is working it out with, you know, it's one thing to say you want to play. Uh, and, and and it's another thing to say uh, I want to get paid. It's a third thing to say let's go lift weights. <laughs> Really? In April? <laughs> Let's go run around cones? No, I want to lick an ice cream cone. Uh, you know, so I think that that's, you know, he had a good time looking at his fish in that big fish tank that he has in his house. <laughs> well, Ron, I'm glad you brought that up about the, the Raiders in Seattle because he's still owned. He's still the property of the Seattle Seahawks. Right. So if he's going to play, he's got to play for Seattle. But if he wants to force this issue, he's got a $9 million cap figure. They're not going to pay him. That's just signed to Eddie Lacy, for God's sake. So he can force them to cut him. And then the Raiders could then sign him, but until that happens, it's got to be through a trade. Uh, what, right. I mean, if if you're going to trade for him, what would you get? You wouldn't give much of anything for him, would you? Well, you know, I wouldn't think you'd give a lot. Now, if you're Seattle, you could look at it and say, "Look, we're not going to get anything uh, right. out of it, so we get something out of it. Uh, it's better than nothing, and, and we don't have to worry about the, uh, you know, the the salary end of it or the cap hit end of it. So it's sort of a plus. Uh, we're making something out of nothing." Uh, but there's also going to be, you know how guys know how it works, there's going to be a power struggle situation here too. You, you know, you're the player, and, and we're the owner. And in the end, we're going to make the call. You're not going to make the call. Go make your deal with whoever you want. But mm -hmm. if we don't like what we're getting back, you, you're going to be looking at your fish tank again. Okay, well, that leads me to another running back who does not have a fish tank. That would be Oklahoma's Joe Mixon. I like fish tanks, by the way. Do you? Yeah, I do. I do, I especially when I was down in Florida last week. Fish tanks were nice. Big down there. Um, like fish sticks. But, no fish tanks in Texas. No, he likes no fish, fish sticks. Oh, he used to get those every Friday night. I couldn't stand them. Come on, the I know. The worst. Oh, the worst. God. Now it's They're considered awful. child abuse. You give a kid fish sticks. Yeah, that's right. Uh, anyway, Joe Mixon, uh, maybe he likes fish sticks. I don't know. But he's one of the best running backs in this draft. He has considerable baggage, as you guys know. Everyone knows. But so much so that uh, some teams like Ron's New England Patriots taking him off their board. So, Gooseman, you're all over the draft. Who drafts this guy, and, and how long does he wait to be drafted? Well, he may very well be the best run in the draft, but that video is going to scare off a lot of owners who would mm -hmm. dread the prospect of parading him to the podium. You know, I think he'll get drafted somewhere in the second round. I think the potential reward will outweigh the risk for a team in dire need of a running back. So, Goose, given the choice, though, who would you rather have? Joe Mixon neither? or Marshawn Lynch? Neither. <laughs> <laughs> Lynch, Lynch is already a headache and Mixon a potential headache. If I was running an NFL team, I wouldn't be talking to Lynch, and Mixon would be off my board. I share the belief with a lot of GMs that I respect that you win with character, good character. Well, in this you particular, have your board, Ron? Uh, well, in this particular case, Clark, you have the choice of 
uh, fish mode or fist mode, <laughs> and you probably <laughs> probably don't want either guy. Oh, so. Yeah, I, uh, I laugh about that, but that's not a laughing matter. I mean, that was no, it isn't. But it's it's a bad video. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's a terrible video. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, having said that, you know, if I need a runner, you know, I would go with uh, Mixon because when it comes to runners, I like the freshest legs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Lynch was a beast uh, for a bit, uh, but that's just about how long it takes uh, for most backs to fade away, and that's what the Raiders or whomever needs to be uh, careful of. They don't end up biting off more than they can chew with uh, Marshawn Lynch. So I would lean toward Mixon, although I probably wouldn't take e- I wouldn't take either guy, frankly. Yeah, no, nor would I. I wouldn't take either one either. Um, the last item I've got here, guys, is Dean Blandino. And as we know, I'm the former head of officiating in the NFL. I said former head because he left that job, and he left it for a network job. Anyway, the NFL says it was blindsided by his departure. I, I don't recall the last time the NFL was blindsided by anything other than that uh, decision on Tom Brady from the uh, New York judge. Um, I think you were blindsided by that. Yeah, you were the one blindsided by no, that. No, no, I'm we talking about the, the only judgment that mattered when he ruled on the actual uh, case itself, not on whether the, the commissioner Four had the right sat, to do that it. that judgment? Yeah, no, I meant the one that <laughs> okay. supported Brady. Clark the sounds only like Hillary Clinton. Right judgment. Describe why she lost the election. Dino or Brady? <laughs> uh, we're talking about both now. So anyway, um, yeah, the NFL says blindsided. So why do you think he left? And, and do you think he left voluntarily, Goose? Yes, I do. I do. Now, now he's going to get paid to criticize. That's a lot easier than being paid to get criticized, which was the case these last few years in the NFL. The officiating in this league has been terrible of late, and the buck has to stop at Blandino's desk. There's too much over-officiating going on, and I think Blandino didn't have an answer how to rein it in. So pass the problem off to someone else. Well, let's hear from someone who gets paid to criticize. Ron? <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I do think that, that uh, they didn't see it coming because uh, the masters of drip that they have in the NFL office would have leaked something by now about, uh, you know, what the real story is about Blandino was, you know, he's going to be dragged out of here behind a pickup truck or something. Uh, and the fact that they haven't done that uh, makes clear to me that he smelled the money. He learned his lessons well. He didn't know squat about refereeing, in my opinion, uh, but he sure learned the lessons of import in the NFL office, which is find the money. Seek the money, take the money. And that's exactly what happened. Since that's we're him on right that now. Subject. That's him calling me right now. There he is right there. Hey, Dean, you don't know squat about PSI either. You were supposed to make that a big deal. Oh, never mind. That was supposed to be a big deal, Goose, you know? And we didn't hear anything more about it. Yet officials are showing up in Foxborough without even having measured the balls. Don't get me started. Anyway. I thought we were Free talking Brady. about were we talking about a fish hey, tank? Yeah, we were, but I've lost my mind here. He's hey, off the um, rails. This show's all going I underwater. Know, <laughs> all I know is that uh, I think his tenure was very good, and Goose it got off to a bad start when he was caught. Remember, stepping off that Cowboys tour bus. I think it was in L.A., and it went downhill from there with the fishing going to me from bad doors. Yeah, I think NFL officiating is much bigger than one person. The fewer the flags, generally the better the game, but annually the number of penalties and yards have increased. When officials are graded for calling penalties, how do you get them to stop? Blandino didn't have the answer, and now it's someone else's problem. Yeah, that's a significant problem. It's, you know, it's like asking you know, college football and basketball coaches not to cheat and then fire them if they don't win. Mm-hmm. You know, well, <laughs> If the only thing is I'm going to be judged by is winning, then I don't really care whether you're Einstein or Steinstein. You know, I mean, I just want a guy. Who's he? I just want Who a guy to play he? basketball. Who's Steinstein? I <laughs> and I think, you know, it, officials are in the same sort of boat. Uh, uh, as far as uh, Landino goes, my concern is our friend and friend of the show, Mike Pereira, 
You know, what do they need two referees for at Fox Network? I'd be looking over my shoulder a little bit there. Good question. Hey, Goose, quick one for you. You said it's someone else's problem now. Who's that someone? Who would you nominate to succeed him? Someone the league trusts implicitly, Ted Wells. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Thanks for just ruining this segment. That's it. Complete circle the bases. Ron, you're seconding that, I'm sure. Well, I know it's not going to be Mike Carey. (laughs) Yeah, right. Well, we're not getting on the Cowboys bus, and we're not getting on with Mike Carey or Dean Blandini either, but we are going somewhere like Florida State. That's right. You're going to hear about the greatness of the Seminoles when we return. This is Talk of Fame Network. As spring brings new color to the world, why not bring new color to your walls? Ask Sherwin-Williams during the four-day super sale and save 40% off paints and stains April 21st through the 24th. With such great deals, you can give your whole home a color makeover. Your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams paint store is right around the corner. Find it at SherwinWilliams.com save. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Here's a little ditty about that John Deere mower deck that mows faster, better. It's not how fast you mow, my friends. It's how well you mow fast. If you just mow fast, but your yard looks bad, then you got a lot of ugly grass. You need a John Deere to take care of your yard. You need a Z-Track Z345 home. It's not how fast you mow, my friends. It's how well you mow fast. The XL deck's got more capacity for yards like yours that get to grassity. Want to mow well in a higher gear? See a John Deere dealer, nothing runs like a deer. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're like me, you probably rely on your phone to get things done. So I know you'll want to hear about Cabbage's mobile app. Cabbage has created a simple way for business owners to get funding from their phones. Download the mobile app and you can complete the application in minutes and access funds anytime. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses. Download the Cabbage app today or call 888-CABBAGE. That's Cabbage with a K, K K-A-B-B-A-G-E. A good night's sleep starts with the right pillow. That's where MyPillow comes in, and now for a limited time, just go to MyPillow.com, click the Radio Listener Special tab, and use promo code SKY to get two premium king or queen pillows and two additional go-anywhere travel pillows, all for 50% off and free shipping. That's MyPillow.com, promo code SKY, or call 1-800-635-1825. 1-800-635-1825. Welcome to Geico's Motorcycle Neanderings. Oh man, this is great. I sure saved a lot of money by switching to Geico. I scored some big savings and now I can use their mobile app 24-7 for all sorts of stuff. Life just makes sense now. You know what doesn't make sense? If a car is called a horseless carriage, why isn't a motorcycle called a horseless horse? Hmm. Maybe it would just be adding insult to injury for the out-of-work horses. Geico Motorcycle. Savings that make sense. Hi, Tom Bodet, trying to align my chakras around this hot yoga thing. Yep, they finally found a way to make working out even more uncomfortable. Well, at least with Motel 6, you've got one less thing to sweat. They've got clean, comfortable, and now completely updated rooms at a great low price. So the only thing you're stretching is your dollar. Sounds like my kind of place to namaste. I'm Tom Bodet, and we'll leave the light and the AC on for you. Book online at motel6.com. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges. Cannot play with him. Rick Goslin. Cannot win with him. And Clark Judge. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want winners. Hey, Rick Goslin. Yes, sir. 
You know what it means when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? Yes, it means I should have called 15 minutes, 15 hours, or 15 days ago. Smart man. That's why you are Dr. Data. It means you should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. So listen to Dr. Data and go. Oh. That's not the Michigan State marching band. It's not the Trojan marching band. Yes, sir. It's Florida State. You know what? We're going to get to FSU and the Tomahawk Chop in just a minute. But Goose first. Let's hear about your weekly polls that we run on our website, and that would be talkoffamenetwork.com. Now, last week's was the most important trait in a quarterback, right? Yes, sir. And the winner is? The winner was? Championships. Our listeners ah. and readers determined that line one on any Hall of Fame resume for quarterback is championship rings. They received 41% of the vote, followed by victories at 21%. Ironically, both are team accomplishments. Passing titles, MVPs, passer efficiency rating, all that other stuff finished way back in the voting. So if you play quarterback, that's all about what you win as a team. Smart, smart people. I don't know why we're talking about telling them to go to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. These people are smart. Goose, who got your votes? The ring is the thing. Yeah. Ronnie? I like that. Rings and wins. <laughs> it's going to be in a t-shirt is, somewhere, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, everything else is window dressing. Just ask uh, uh, Dan Marino. Uh, for yeah. all the records he set, is he ever mentioned in the same breath with Tom Brady and uh, Joe Montana, who couldn't sling it anywhere near like he could, but they could win, and he didn't. Yeah, well, I'm with you, Ronnie. I'm with you, Goose. I'm all about winning, too. That's why I love me some Tom Brady. Now, you have another one up this week, Goose, on our website. That'd be talkoffamenetwork.com. Can't plug that enough. Uh, you want to tell us about it? Yeah, everyone has Miles Garrett penciled in as the first overall pick of this draft. But will he become the best player from this draft? I list eight players rated tops at their respective positions in this draft and ask who will become the best overall player in their career. In addition to Garrett, I list quarterback Mitch Trubisky, safety Jamal Adams, tight end O.J. Howard. This poll will demand some foresight. <laughs> they come again. Can't get rid of these guys. Well, I guess that means we're moving on to FSU. And you know what? We are. And Florida State, uh, we talked about quarterbacks earlier. I, I don't know that Florida State's exactly known for great quarterbacks, unless you're a Chris Winkie fan. But it is known for great football. And we profile Seminoles in this week's show. You heard from Jameis Winston in the first hour. And Hall of Famer Derek Brooks will be coming up shortly. But, Ron, when you think of Florida State, other than the tomahawk chop, what do you think of? Speed. Speed on offense, speed on defense. Uh, the kind of speed that makes uh, opponents wilt. The kind of speed we all wished we had but didn't. Uh, you know, their defenses on the Bobby Bowden didn't tackle. They swarmed around you like wasps. I mean, they buried people with their speed, which is what I like speed. Ron, I think of what makes college football great, the pageantry. The horseman throwing the flaming spear <laughs> into the ground at midfield before the game, and also the tomahawk <laughs> chop in the stands. You know, a Saturday night in Tallahassee in October, that's tough to beat. Ron, that would get a <laughs> yeah, politically a incorrect between, stamp in New England, wouldn't that? <laughs> there's a difference between me and the goose man. I'm about speed. He's about a lance <laughs> in the ground. I, I can't... <laughs> Well, I'm about Saturday Bobby Bowden. Afternoon. I'm about oh, Bobby Bowden. I, I can't get him out of my head when I think of FSU. I mean, to me, he is, or at least he was, Florida State. And when you think of their great draft picks, Rick, 
you are, after all, and everyone else's uh, draft expert. Who's at the head of that class? Not Bobby Bowden because he coached them, but who's at the head of that draft class of FSU? Well, imagine getting Deion Sanders on the fifth overall pick of a draft. But I could even top that. Imagine getting Derek Brooks on the Mm. 28th overall pick of a draft. This is the guy who would go on to play in 11 Pro Bowls. I think there are a lot of teams asleep at the switch in the 1995 draft. Goose, imagine getting Derek Brooks in the second hour of our show. But we have him. He's coming up next. Um, I know you're going to profile their all-NFL team later this week, Goose. But if you can, give us a peek into what you found. Um, Where is Florida State the strongest in terms of positions of players who played in the NFL? Well, draft-wise, the NFL loves pass rushes from Florida State. There have been eight first-round draft picks, seven more second-rounders, but most of those players have been disappointments. They didn't produce to the level of their draft. So let me go off the grid here. The best value for the buck has been kicker. Ron Stark was a second-round pick of the Colts, mm-hmm. and Sebastian Janikowski, first-rounder of the Raiders. Stark went to four Pro Bowlers. Pro Bowlers. Janikowski is now all, Oakland's all-time leading scorer, and you are know all the experts poo-pooing taking kickers in the first round well janikowski is the only first rounder still playing from the 2000 draft that's a quality draft pick ron didn't poo-poo it he didn't poo-poo this uh theme song either i'm not gonna poo-poo ron stark either because his wife was a number one draft <laughs> yeah i covered yeah, the colts then yes you did and, and he did except and you his, called me repeatedly he was outdone <laughs> by ed simonini linebacker whose wife was Karen Christie, Playmate of the Year. Eh, overrated. <laughs> she doesn't make your all-time top draft picks, huh? <laughs> um, hey, Goose, w- when you think of FSU, when you think of Florida State, any one game that comes to mind? Yeah, probably that 34-31 victory over Auburn in the 2012 national title game. That's when we knew Jameis Winston was ready for the NFL after just 12 college games. How about you, Ron? I don't know. I mean, look. Uh, if you said to me who's the greatest player ever played, then you have to say Deion Sanders. Who was better than Deion Sanders than anything? Just ask him. You, you really? know, I, it's funny. When you mentioned Deion Sanders, you know the guy I think about, though, Ron, with FSU is, is Peter Warwick. Remember yeah, how, yeah, he, yeah. Remember good. how great a receiver he was? And why right. didn't he Why didn't he make it? But I also think he went of to Cincinnati. Done. Yeah, went to Cincinnati. that's right. That's... And Warwick done. But, uh, Goose, we stumped Ron with that one. So yeah. let's try this one. Peter Warwick, Best. that's a good one. You pulled that one out of your hat. That's well, okay. uh, yes. Well, hey, let me throw another name hat. at you. Apparently, you're not here looking at, you. at me. Hey, um, let me throw another name at you. Charlie yeah. Ward won a oh, Heisman. Yeah. Right, he yeah, was right. Russell Wilson before Russell Wilson. If the, an NFL team would have drafted him in the first round, he would have gone NFL. They didn't. He went NBA. He, yep. he would have been Russell Wilson had he been given the chance. Goose, remember when we had Tony Dungy on here and he said he's the one guy he thinks of from the past who didn't make it in the NFL, didn't play in the NFL, who could play today, he would have been great today's game. Yeah. Oh, he was Russell yeah. Wilson. Yeah, right. The guy won. The guy won. Right. Um, Goose, who's the best Florida State team? Or what was the best Florida State team? 93. 12-0. Charlie Ward won the Heisman. Derek Brooks played that team. Ronnie? Uh, well, the 2013 team was a great team. You know, they, were, they beat five ranked teams by an average of 31 points a game. They were fourth on offense and third on defense in the country. They had 18 players. Uh, uh, drafted that year uh, or off of that team. Uh, how'd you like to see those two teams play, Goose? Yeah, been, well. It'd be pretty good. Well, nice. speaking of FSU, hey, Goose, quick. 
here because we're almost out of time, of the three major Florida schools, and we profiled two of them the past two months. Uh, but FSU, Miami, and Florida, which would you say has the richest football history of those three? Uh, right now, Miami. 41 first-round draft picks, 1990. Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, Michael Irvin, Jim Kelly, Edgar James, Cortez Kennedy, Warren Sapp. That lineup, tough to beat. Ron? Yeah, I mean, the, what other teams? They ever do a documentary on Florida State? Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, they had that one on the U. So, I mean, yeah. they whether they won the national championship or not, for about 10 or 12 years, they, they were the team to beat every year. Okay, well, we're going to hear more about the Seminoles when we revisit with our next guest. That would be Hall of Fame linebacker Derek Brooks. He's coming up right after this. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Hi, Tom Bodette. According to the dad bod craze, the lumpy, less-than-chiseled look is now totally in. So you could say I'm in the best shape of my life, and so is Motel 6. They've updated their properties nationwide with contemporary everything, still for the same low price you've come to expect. So your wallet can feel a little pleasantly plump, too. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're like me, you probably rely on your phone to get things done. So I know you'll want to hear about Cabbage's mobile app. Cabbage has created a simple way for business owners to get funding from their phones. Download the mobile app and you can complete the application in minutes and access funds anytime. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses. Download the Cabbage app today or call 888-CABBAGE. That's Cabbage with a K, K K-A-B-B-A-G-E. Here's a little ditty about that John Deere mower deck that mows faster, better. It's not how fast you mow, my friends, it's how well you mow fast. If you just mow fast but your yard looks bad, then you got a lot of ugly grass. You need a John Deere to take care of your yard, you need a Z-Track Z345 horse. It's not how fast you mow, my friends, it's how well you mow fast. The XL deck's got more capacity for yards like yours that get to grassity. Want to mow well in the higher gear, see a John Deere dealer, nothing runs like a deer. Okay, Kevin, for the grand prize of $1 million, what color is the White House? Um, I know this, I know this, I know this. Um, five seconds. Oh, switching to Geico could save you a bunch of money on car insurance? Okay. Judges? That's true, Kevin. They'll allow it. Congratulations. You're a winner. Woo! Geico, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. And you know something? You probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Our next guest is one of our favorites, and not just because he defined the art of linebacker play, both in college and the NFL, but because he was one of our first guests back when we were putting this program together in Boston. Remember that, guys? I'm speaking of Derek Brooks, who was a two-time consensus All-America at Florida State and 11-time Pro Bowler with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Derek has since been enshrined in both the college football and pro football halls of fame. And as we complete our NFL draft series, we've asked him to join us to talk about his days playing for the Seminoles and what makes Florida State such a prolific producer at NFL talent. Hey, Derek, thanks for joining us, and welcome back. Thank you guys for having me on. I look forward to it. Derek, you weren't always a linebacker. You spent your freshman season at Florida State as a safety before moving to linebacker as a sophomore. Whose idea was it to switch and why? Uh, the idea, I believe, all these years later was Mickey Andrews. And I think uh, 
I joked with him about it today that they sold me on being a safety just to get me to Florida State. And once I weighed 200 pounds, they moved me to linebacker. So I, and I kept getting beat on the play-action pass a lot, too. So I think that, that helped my move forward uh, probably a little sooner than most realized. But uh, at the same time, uh, I was always on the nickel defense playing the wheel linebacker position. And I entered the game and had some success uh, playing that position. So it was more of a natural fit once I gained weight to uh, move me closer to the line of scrimmage. During your uh, three years at linebacker there uh, uh, with the Seminoles, I think your team went 33-3-1. You won three bowl games. You won a national championship. You played with Charlie Ward and Warwick Dunn and Samari Roll and, and William Floyd and Devin Bush and all these great players. Uh, all who went on to have successful NFL careers. Uh, were the practices at Florida State more competitive than the games? Yes, and I, I really, guys, got to give uh, credit to the guys that were before me uh, that came back during that time and talked about how important that was. You know, people look at Deion Sanders being more of a catalyst of doing it, but, you know, it was the Leroy Butler, Dedrick Dodges, Howard Dinkins of the world that really came back and talked about how we competed against each other in practice. We were going against some of the best competition ever, uh, whether it was, you know, guys that they were playing with in the NFL or it was more of the in-state rivalries with Florida and Miami. But we challenged each other in practice uh, like no other. And we honestly felt at that time if we had success against each other uh, with our talent level in practice, uh, who we faced in the game was not going to match up to that competition. And it did kind of lead to, you know, us having NFL aspirations when the players that were playing coming back and watching us practice and us having to have a chance to compete in front of them uh, during the spring, we always wanted to uh, give our best effort. We're speaking with Hall of Fame linebacker and former Florida State star Derek Brooks on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us on the web at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at talkoffamenet. And Derek, uh, speaking of that talent level at FSU, um, from 1987 through 2000, it says here, Florida State never lost more than two games in a season, and you ranked in the top 10 14 straight years. So how much pressure was there to win there? I, I think it wasn't more or less pressure. It was an expectation. Uh, and we had that on ourselves, that you know, we wanted to be great, and we wasn't going to accept anything less uh, than being great. So it became an expectation for us. It wasn't pressure at all. And that's how, again, we pushed each other. Uh, we wasn't looking at, you know, the history of what we were doing at the time. We just wanted to go and show that we were the best in the country day in and day out. And, you know, we let the results uh, be what they were at the end of the season. Uh, during my tenure there, uh, yes, we had very few losses, but the one or two losses we had cost us a national championship, and that was against Miami. We knew that we were a good team, not more than good. We knew we were a great team for how we prepared, but we took it out on other teams. If we lost that game against Miami, everybody else was in trouble. Derek, beyond the obvious college success, what makes Florida State such a prolific producer of talent? How did Bobby Bowden continually recruit all that blue-chip talent to the Florida State campus? You know, during that time, guys, there wasn't a lot of movement by assistant coaches. You know, he was able to maintain that staff uh, that he had for probably, I believe, 10, 15 years together before Mark Ritt uh, ended up going to Georgia. A lot of guys, you know, stayed together. And I think that was one of the hidden gems in terms of recruiting 
that Coach Bowden had over a lot of other coaches was stability. And they did a great job, you know, of doing it, and they wanted to, they wanted to be there. And I think that was one of the hidden, hidden gems. And also, you know, Coach Bowden is a closer, man. <laughs> he knows how to go in and close deals sitting uh, in front of family, uh, you know, and get them and get the young men, excuse me, such as myself, to believe in the program that he was producing at Florida State. Uh, you lost only once to Florida. You lost once to Notre Dame. You lost once to Miami uh, during your career there. So who was your greatest rival, Florida or Miami? You know, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's like this with me. Uh, playing, you know, we, we could tolerate a loss against Miami because that was national championship implications. But uh, losing to the Gators, uh, that was unacceptable. So, <laughs> So it was more of a friendly rivalry with Miami than it was with Florida. But uh, I would say, you know, I love playing them both, to be honest with you. And the fact that all three of our universities during the 90s uh, had our years where we went on runs to win national championships is something that's, you know, good bragging rights for our state. Well, Derek, following that question, did you have any rivalries during your 14 years in the NFL that uh... – matched or approximated the intensity of your college rivalries? You know what, uh, guys, it took us a long hill uh, to climb up. I mean, most people didn't consider us rivalries when I first got here to Tampa because we wasn't on the winning, you know, the winning side of things. But as we started to get better, uh, Green Bay was always the team that Coach Dungy challenged us to chase when he got here because they were the division champs year in and year out. Uh, of NFC Central. But when the division alignment started to happen in 2002, uh, I believe more our rivalries were the prolific offenses because of our defense. And that was, you know, the Rams, the Michael Vick-led Falcons during that time. Uh, They became more our rivalries because of the numbers that they were putting up on offense. And, you know, we were a defensive-led team. Derek, going back to the, the college days, how did Bobby Bowden impact you as both a person and as a player? I think let's say as, as a person, he was the first guy that uh, really taught me about, you know, faith, family, football, in that order, the three Fs. And that's the only time you get three Fs in life and you pass. <laughs> and, you know, he, he built that character into us by having Bible studies with us on Friday night. And that obviously bled over to community service uh, element. That's a big part of my life today. So I'm, I'm pretty blessed to have that influence uh, in my life early on. And that consistency in football as a man. And then obviously uh, having the luxury of having Coach Dungey as my head coach, he built upon those same principles uh, in doing that. So I think uh, I would say, you know, faith, family, football, when I think about Coach Bowden in my life, uh, those are the things I think about. And he's the first uh, coach that I ever played for that threatened to go call my mom because I made a seat <laughs> in the class. Because <laughs> he said uh, he knew my potential academically and the standards my mom set was all A. So the only, really the only time I got called into his office for discipline was because I made a seat in a biology class as a freshman. Yeah, I think that was the only C I made in college. I definitely didn't want them calling my mother. <laughs> hey, Derek, we got to run, but thanks for the time. Hey, you going to you going to be in Canada this summer? 
Uh, absolutely. I look forward, uh, you know, to that trip. And obviously, uh, not a lot of, a lot of respect for what you guys have to do uh, year in and year out. And honestly, whenever I see you guys doing Super Bowl week or whenever, uh, I make it a point to really tell you how much I respect the process uh, because I know uh, it's not an easy process. And I think the more fans get a chance to see what you guys do year in and year out, I believe our selection process will content, continue to stand the test of time. Well, thank you very much. We'll see you there, thank Derek. You. All right, take care, guys. Thank you. That was Hall of Fame linebacker Derek Brooks. Up next, Borges of Bogus. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Hi, Tom Bodette. Apparently, the hip thing for businesses to do these days is target millennials. So it may sound sus coming from this baby boomer, but Motel 6 is a V-great place for your squad to stay woke or asleep. The updated rooms are hashtag blessed with contemporary floors, bedding, and flat screen TVs that are totally on fleek. Plus, their prices are always low AF. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll keep it lit for you. Book online at motel6.com. Welcome to Geico's Motorcycle Neanderings. Oh, man, this is great. I sure saved a lot of money by switching to Geico. I scored some big savings, and now I can use their mobile app 24-7 for all sorts of stuff. Life just makes sense now. You know what doesn't make sense? If a car is called a horseless carriage, why isn't a motorcycle called a horseless horse? Hmm. Maybe it would just be adding insult to injury for the out-of-work horses. Geico Motorcycle. Savings that make sense. War, poverty, and disaster have left millions of children around the world orphaned, abandoned, alone. When their parents can't be there, SOS Children's Villages is there. SOS Children's Villages is the world's largest nonprofit for orphaned and abandoned children. In 134 countries, including the U.S., SOS Children's Villages provides vulnerable children with a loving and stable family, medical care, and an education. To make a difference in the life of a child, go to sos-usa.org. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're like me, you probably rely on your phone to get things done. So I know you'll want to hear about Cabbage's mobile app. Cabbage has created a simple way for business owners to get funding from their phones. Download the mobile app and you can complete the application in minutes and access funds anytime. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses. Download the Cabbage app today or call 888-CABBAGE. That's Cabbage with a K, K K-A-B-B-A-G-E. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. Hey, Ron Borges. Yes, sir. Can you see through that smoke on the water and tell me what it means when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means I should have reached through that smoke and grabbed my phone or my computer. <laughs> Listen to Ron. Yeah. It means you should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. So go, just like Ron did. Hey, uh, I saw an odd story earlier this week, guys, about something like um, 20 NFL teams possibly losing their charter flights because the airlines lack the machinery to do the job. Huh? It's going to make a lot of sense to me. I mean, they did the job last year, right? So, Ron, why not now? Well, I imagine because demand is high for commercial and they can, uh, the airlines mm-hmm. can gouge more money out of individual passengers for extra leg room and baggage fees and if they give them a hard time they just drag them off the plane drag them off the flight yeah so that's right it's a lot easier to deal with NFL you're tackles. right well all, all I know Ron is that uh, American has suspended operations with I think six teams and Delta and United may follow um, Goose quick question for you my, my wife said 
she could see someone starting an airline for NFL charters. I went, great idea, great idea. You agree? Let's see, 10 road games times 32 teams at 320 charter flights to games, strictly weekend travel, less than a flight a day in a calendar year. That would doom any charter service. So I think the charter industry would have to find a way to supplement its income with non-NFL flights Monday through Thursday. Well, guys, NFL officials, as we talked about, uh, don't want to throw flags anymore. Uh, for over-exuberant celebrations, feeling it's too subjective a call for them to make, and it should be handled by fines from the NFL office. They may have a point, but aren't many calls subjective? Isn't holding subjective, considering they do it on every play? Isn't pass interference subjective in many ways, especially if you play defense? Isn't what is or is not a legal catch about as subjective as anything you've ever seen? Frankly, isn't the idea of officials avoiding the subjective bogus? (laughs) I mean, don't more and more calls feel subjective to you guys? Look, at the same time, officials are ceding the final word on instant replay calls to the league's central office. Won't that make those calls more subjective? Because the person making the final determination doesn't have any feel for the nature of that particular game and how it's being called. Now, when it comes to officials, it's bogus to argue that some calls are too subjective to make and others aren't. But the larger issue seems to me to be that subjectivity can be easily taken out of most calls if the rules are A, more clearly defined, and B, a decision is made to legalize playing defense again. Let's take celebrations first because it's perplexing to officials but easily solvable. One way is to adopt the approach that we don't really care what you do as long as you don't cause an opponent to knock you on your ass. If that happens, we will flag you instead of him and call it illegal insensitivity, 15 yards, and a session with HR. Ed Hockley would love to make that call. But now that I think about it, there's a simpler solution. It would be subjective like most decisions, but get officials off the hook. Next to the replay officials in New York, the network covering the game would set up a celebrity panel to decide the penalty based on the celebration's effectiveness. Kind of like American Idol or The Voice without the soundtrack. Imagine the cameras, the players, and the fans all waiting for Simon Corral, Paula Abdul, Blake Shelton, and Jennifer Lopez to rule. It would be subjective, and it might be bogus. But people would watch, even on Thursday night. Yeah, J-Lo rules. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. That's, that's a signal that we're nearly out of time. So let's get going with, well, something else that's subjective. And that's a two-minute drill. Ron, you got it? Let's go. Here we go. Uh, where does Marshawn Lynch end up running to? Next box of Skittles. Las Vegas by way of Oakland. Jeff, which NFL quarterback is under the most pressure in 2017? Ryan Tannehill. According to Jarvis Landry, he better beat the Patriots twice. Dak Prescott. Talk to Tony Romo, thing. fans think the Cowboys kept the wrong guy. Wow, silliness. If you were John Elway, who do you like, Trevor Simeon or Paxton Lynch? Somebody else. Lynch, a GM security, is attached to his high draft picks. Should the Houston Texans draft Deshaun Watson as their quarterback of the future? Nope, they should draft him as their quarterback of today. Watson, Mahomes, Trubisky, Kaiser, one of those four better be a Texan if Bill Bryan, O'Brien has any hopes of winning a Super Bowl. Khalil Mack says he only took two days off this offseason. Bill Belichick topped that and said, no days off. So who's lying about their work schedule? Mack. Belichick never lies. I, I think you're the one that told me that, Ron. I, I wouldn't know, Ron. I've been too busy working. I understand that Michigan State defensive tackle Malik McDowell visited Dallas this week. Was Goose his host? Yeah, he was, and he serenaded him with the Michigan State Band. 
I'm guessing former Spartans Flozell Adams, Dixon Edwards, and Billy Joe Dupree provided the welcome wagon. Dixon's quarterback Tom Savage says Houston's quarterback room will be peaceful this year. What was it, the Alamo last year? No, Ron, it was more like that campfire scene in Blazing Saddles. Where there's no talent, there's no controversy. If that room was the Alamo, who was Brock Osweiler? Davy Crockett, Sam Houston, or General Santa Ana? Jim Bowie. Had a knife when he needed a rifle. <laughs> Osweiler will be slotted with Crockett, Houston, and Sam Bowie in the loser's bracket. Disgraced former Ravens running back Ray Rice is on an NFL video on social responsibility, but not on an NFL roster. Hypocrisy or reality check? More like a check, period. All about the money, Ron. Reality check? Sounds like a guy desperately trying to get any kind of check. The Jets are apparently not making their players available to the media during voluntary workouts. Is there anything to talk to them about? Uh-huh. The Yankees! Yankees, baby! Yankees! Maybe they're just tired about talking about the Patriots. Speaking of the Patriots, Goose, Patriot kicker Stephen Goskowski worked on his NBA this offseason. Did that have anything to do with missing four extra points, including one in the Super Bowl? Yes, sir. Just trying to score extra points with his next boss. If the Patriots can get rid of Bad Evan Benatari, they can get rid of Stephen Goskowski. We'd like to thank Derek Brooks, Jameis Winston, Ed Bouchette for joining us, Derek Burns for producing us, and you for listening to us. If you'd like to hear this or any podcast, just log on to talkoffamenetwork.com or find us on iTunes or your podcast app. Otherwise, listen to this station at this time next week. We'll be here. We hope you will be too. Hi, Tom Bodette, trying to align my chakras around this hot yoga thing. Yep, they finally found a way to make working out even more uncomfortable. Well, at least with Motel 6, you've got one less thing to sweat. They've got clean, comfortable, and now completely updated rooms at a great low price. So the only thing you're stretching is your dollar. Sounds like my kind of place to namaste. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light and the AC on for you. Book online at motel6.com. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're like me, you probably rely on your phone to get things done. So I know you'll want to hear about Cabbage's mobile app. Cabbage has created a simple way for business owners to get funding from their phones. Download the mobile app, and you can complete the application in minutes and access funds anytime. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses. Download the Cabbage app today or call 888-CABBAGE. That's Cabbage with a K, K-A-B-B-A-G-E. As spring brings new color to the world, why not bring new color to your walls? Ask Sherwin-Williams during the four-day super sale and save 40% off paints and stains April 21st through the 24th. With such great deals, you can give your whole home a color makeover. Your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams paint store is right around the corner. Find it at SherwinWilliams.com save. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Okay, Kevin, for the grand prize of $1 million, what color is the White House? Um, I know this, I know this, I know this. Um, five seconds. Oh, switching to Geico could save you a bunch of money on car insurance? Okay. Judges? That's true, Kevin. Bill and Owen, congratulations. You're a winner. Woo! Geico, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer.